so exciting to be here um, again today on another special bonus episode, uh, bonus episode number three of the Clarity Podcast, specifically dr- addressing the COVID-19 um, virus situation. And i um, excited to have um, Buana Chad, as my kids affectionately refer to him, um, with us today for his insight and his uh, wisdom when it comes to for parents and also for MKs. So Buana Chad, for those who do not know you or don't know you as well as our family does, do you mind just sharing a little bit about yourself and um, your heart for MKs and for families? Sure. Uh, My name is Chad. I um, live in Springfield, Missouri and oversee the MK program for AGWM. And I am an MK myself, <clears throat> spent seven years uh, in Africa, first seven years of my life were Africa, and then my parents moved to Europe, <clears throat> which is where I graduated high school. So I, um, I always tell people I am literally from nowhere, <laughs> because by the time I was seven, I had lived in uh, five countries on three continents, so... <laughs> It, uh, I really am from nowhere, but uh, I love MK, love helping MKs, uh, truly see what we do as um, helping uh, further the message of the gospel and, and by caring kid, for kids. You have kids of your own, Chad? I do. I have two kids. I have a 23-year-old daughter, and I have a uh, 20, 19 year old son who is in college. My daughter just graduated SAGU and it just so happened I was down in Texas helping her move out of her apartment. Uh, She's moving into another one when uh, she was in a car accident. This was two weeks ago. Um, Anyway, I happened to be down there when she was in the car accident. So she had to have surgery. I brought her back to Springfield but uh, by the grace of God, everything down there was closed up and we were already packing up. So I just brought her home. So she's here with us now. And our son's university was shut down. Um, and he's here with us too. And he's hating this whole confinement thing. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. Um, Chad, we, the first podcast, we focused on the fear and the anxiety and the panic that around, surrounds this, this situation. The last podcast, we interviewed Dr. Heather Martin just to give some insight for parents with kids on how to, you know, if you're living in Africa and uh, you don't necessarily have a doctor you can trust, what, what do parents need to look for? In this podcast, we're mainly focusing on the, the emotional, the spiritual well-being of, of parents as they invest in their kids. What insight or wisdom would you have for parents that have um, NKs, missionary kids, living with them at home, um, what would insight would you have for them as they provide, try to provide clarity for their kids as they walk through this um, difficult time? Sure. The scripture verse that I refer to a lot, and this during this time, it seems to be even more relevant. Romans 15, 13 uh, says, may the God of hope give you all joy and peace as you trust in him. And for me, that's foundational. It's pivotal for where we are, um, that God would give our kids that joy and peace as we trust in him. And I think for parents, probably one of the biggest things for you is that your kids can see that, that they can see in you that you truly are uh, trusting in God. And there is a joy and a peace and you have that hope of the future, even in the midst of this. because. You know, a lot of our kids, especially younger kids, they get 
their sense of well-being from mom and dad. And mm -hmm. if mom and dad have that sense of joy and peace, that's going to transfer to your kids. If we are living uh, with anxiety, <clears throat> then that's going to uh, transfer to our kids. And obviously, there's a, there is a level of anxiety for everyone through this time. But if we can allow that scripture to be applied to us, that we're going to trust in God and that joy and that peace is going to flow from us. Um, and that's, you know, the second part of that verse, uh, it says, so that you may overflow hmm. with hope by the power of the Spirit. So we're, we're living with joy and peace. Uh, and a result of that is it overflow hope to those around us. So the biggest thing is what's, what is your, the mood in your house? What's the level of your hope, uh, as parents? And are you able to maintain that joy and peace, trusting in God? Because that's ultimately the biggest thing. And our kids will respond to that more than anything else. That's a good word. Good word. Chad, as we shift to parents, maybe they're, they're in a country and their kids are back in the United States, or maybe they, they, were, they were supposed to have a graduation from college, or they've had to move out from college and they've been affected. And you have parents living far, far away um, from, the, from their, their kids, love and care for them. What insight or yeah. wisdom would you have for them? What can they do? What's some, some, maybe some things not to do um, so that they can be an encouragement and be there um, for their kids as they would want to be physically, but in this situation, they just cannot be. Yeah. And I, I talked this through with my office earlier today, thoughts that others would have as well. Um, you know, the thought is that making sure that our kids, even though we're distant from them, are in an emotionally and physically safe place um, as best we can. Are they in a safe place? Do they have uh, the support system that they need? Uh, do they have people there that care for them, housing, food, um, you know, the basic necessities? And if not, what do we need to do? What can we do to make that happen for, for your kids? Um, talk through plans, have, have future plans with them, talk through what the future will look like. Cause you know, this too will come to an end and try and uh, keep that in front of them, that this is a, a temporary, temporary setback, but this will also uh, come to an end. I, I would say, what's your, what's your consistent schedule with them to communicate with them? Do you have a daily time set up? Like we're going to talk to you every day. We're going to talk to you every, every other day, every three days so that they know that you are checking in with them and they are, they sense that care that they're not just doing it by themselves, but mom and dad truly are caring for maybe, maybe your kids are, are older. Uh, maybe they don't need a daily check-in, uh, but are you checking in with them regularly to make sure that they are doing okay? Uh, just to offer the, the peace uh, from you, a sense of well-being, a sense of, you know, we're doing okay. We're praying for you and, and keeping in touch with you. Uh, make sure that um, your kids feel like they have a way to communicate with you. Uh, do they feel like they can contact you? Do they feel like you're ready to receive their calls and at any point? Um, making sure that they feel comfortable with that. Um, do you have contingency plans with them um, for, uh, you know, what happens if you can't call them? Who's going to take over checking in on them? 
what happens if for some reason your internet goes out? Do you have a, a plan of someone that's going to maintain uh, some kind of connection with your kids? And, you know, we're blessed in our organization to have lots of aunts and uncles. And do you have an aunt and uncle that you can rely on and say, you know, if I can't communicate with my kids, uh, would you communicate with them just to check in and make sure that, that uh, they're doing okay? Uh, it's good to have contingency plans uh, in a situation like this when our kids are far away from us. And I know some, you know, some parents are separated from their kids that are still minors. Yeah. Um, having contingency plans with them. If I can't connect with them, what, what is the plan? Who is going to help me with, with my minors? Uh, and establishing that now, not out of fear, but just being pragmatic saying, yeah. you know, we need to make sure that, you know, you're, your aunt or uncle are going to make sure you're okay. If for some reason I can't call you yeah. and that could be a variety of things. It could be that the internet's out. It could be your internet's out. It could be the, um, you know, I'm sick or right. we're sick. We're something, but someone that can speak to your kids and uh, continue to provide care for your kids, even if for some reason you can't. That's a good so, one. Good word. So you're saying having clear um, expectations um, set in place ahead of time, and then once they're agreed upon, then uh, it gives some uh, some boundaries and gives some structure, so that provides some security in the process. So good, good right. deal. So you know the other thing, um, um, Chad, that you know I've been trying to walk through as a parent is you know I want to um, I don't want to protect my kids from I don't want to shield them from reality but also I, do, I want to do want to protect them from the evil and the the stuff that's going on and you know I mean some of that stuff how does a parent walk the balance between protecting their child from evil but also not um protecting them from the reality of yeah what's going on in our world and and do you have any wisdom or insight on on how we can do that um for our kids to for this to be a learning process not just a sheltering process right well, and of course, we say this all the time. Every family is different. You have to be a student of your kids to know what what your kids can receive and how well your kids respond. Uh, but you want to be honest. You want to be honest, but age appropriate as well. Um, yeah. You don't want to instill, instill fear in them, uh, but you want to be honest that there are challenges going on in the world. Um, and I'd say the thing is, as parents, uh, don't let your kids be your counselors. Uh, don't vent hmm, that's good. Uh, to your that's kids. Keep that, keep that between you and your spouse um, because by venting to the kids or in front of the kids, it just causes that anxiety to grow. Um, so be at peace um, as best you can around your kids. Be honest, um, but don't allow yourself to vent um, too much in front of your, in front of your kids if you can. Uh, do that later with just you and your spouse. That's a good word. Good word. As we move on, you know, the other thing I've had people contact me and ask, and uh, we've been discussing this on the member care side, um, you know, people have had, some were college or high school seniors, some were college seniors. And uh, they're honestly, they're going through a grief process because their senior year or these pivotal times of their life that they've been looking forward to planning for all of a sudden have been turned upside down. And there's that reality that they have broken expectations. And um, is, you're an MK and you, you know, I'm not an MK. I'm, I live in a household of MKs, but I'm not one of them. Um, what would, from an MK's heart, what would you 
you said I'm not from anywhere, but you know, and that that idea. But what advice or wisdom or insight would you have for our MKs and their parents that they have a there's a broken expectation that, that yeah. is painful to them? Yeah, and you know, number one is you use the word grief, and this truly it is a grieving process for them. And if we treat it like grief, um, treat it similar to any other grief. Uh, it's very real and mm. what they're going through is very real and allowing them to grieve. And, um, you know, sometimes we try and placate um, our kids um, telling them, Oh, it'll be fine. You'll be okay. Uh, but truly giving them the opportunity to grieve because it is, they're mourning something that they've lost mm. and that is a healthy process to go through and it's healthy to walk them through it. Uh, what is it that you miss the most about it? What is, uh, you know, what's, what's causing you the most pain as you, as you think it through and let them process it, uh, talk it through with them, uh, be open with them, with allowing them to communicate their grief and, you know, remind parents that in the midst of this process, uh, they're also grieving. Um, yeah. They're grieving the, the loss of their expectations for their kids. They're grieving not being able to go to a graduation ceremony for their, their son. So be a part of that grief with them and uh, be open to, uh, to the tears that come from it. You know, that's a, that's a healthy process when you're grieving. So, and then look to the future, you know, grieve process, look to the future. Uh, What, what, can we do in the future to uh, to mark the moment, if yeah. you will, in the future when this is passed? What can we do to mark the moment? What would be special for you? Um, and then uh, work on that. You know, for our families, we do have our MK return trip to the field, mm-hmm. where that's covered for families to go back to the field. Talk that through with them. Say, listen, you're a senior. You're having to leave early, uh, but we're going. You're going to be able to come back. Yeah. And what do we want to do now plan to mark that moment? Um, so that's good. That's good. Allow the grief, allow to, them to process, allow them to cry, cry with them and, um, and think about the future then as well. What steps you can take in the future to uh, mark the moment at a different time. Good word. And what, what, signs should parents look for? I, I know you're not a counselor. I'm not a counselor and I'm, and we're not psychiatrists. That's not what I'm necessarily looking for, but what are some common things that the parents should be aware of that maybe their kids or their MK is not processing this and they've tried to process and it's, they maybe seem to be stuck in a stage of grief. You know, we talk about moving through cycling and we go in and out of stages of grief and, but maybe they're stuck in a certain area of grief. Um, what is there certain things parents should be concerned about or look for that might give them a tip that, Hey, maybe I need to contact the MK office, or maybe we need to contact um, member care or that this has went beyond what they, they feel like they can um, address. Yeah. And I, I would certainly, first of all, I would say, you know, you have great parental instincts and you also are full of the Holy spirit. So hmm. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you, to guide you, to give you wisdom. Um, God's given you wisdom with your kids. Uh, so be in tune to what God is saying to you and speaking to you about your kids. 
And I'd say, no, there, there's no such thing as one size fits all. Every kid's going to be different. Every kid's response different. Uh, your kids are going to uh, go through emotional ups and downs. Um, there are going to be changes that might be going day to day where um, they're walking through a process on a daily basis. Um, but if it's a new norm, I would say that's when you, that's when you look for uh, more support, maybe additional resources, contacting us. We do have uh, a group of professionals that would help our kids uh, anytime. Um, but <clears throat> your kids will be grieving. They're going to be going through a certain sense of questioning, uh, and that's normal. And they'll go through ups and downs and ebbs and flows. But the concern is when you, they become stuck in a down um, that they can't seem to move beyond. And that's when um, maybe you seek additional support or try and help them through that grieving process. You know, transition, we talk through the transition cycle many times and you have your, the engaged stage the, um, where you're, uh, you're starting to uh, move and there's a, a process of disengagement. And then there's what we call the chaos stage. And many of our kids are kind of in that chaos stage right now. Things are very different. Uh, but encourage them uh, as parents. Let me encourage you that we you will get through that uh, hmm. back to the re-entered stage where they are fully engaged. So it is a process. It's a cycle. Uh, the transition cycle um, is a cycle, and that's that's what we're going through right now. Um, but if they get stuck in one part of the process and they're not moving beyond it. Um, that's when we need to look for additional resources maybe for the kids. And I, let me just say this, you're not going to mess your kids up. You mm. know your kids. Uh, <laughs> you love your kids. You understand your kids. You're not going to mess them up. Um, this is not going to mess up your kids. You know, when you're open and honest and caring, uh, let your kids talk, let them grieve, uh, you know, pray together, cry together, laugh together. Uh, they will walk through this process with you. That's a good word. Good word, Chad. I know that you've you've launched. You got. You're in the process of launching some new initiatives and some new new uh, yeah new initiatives for MKs. Could you would you just take a minute, a few minutes, just to share about those um, and uh, how parents could could get in contact and how MKs could get in contact with those with those. Sure. Probably later today, uh, we're going to post in the parents' Facebook page, um, but we are planning on having a regional time to meet on Zoom mm -hmm. uh, with all of our teenage MKs um, on Zoom. So we're going to have a time where uh, all of Africa, we're going to invite all of Africa to be their teenagers, to be on a Zoom call. And there are several of us leaders. So once we get on the call, we're going to break up into small rooms so we can just uh, talk through the process uh, with the MKs in a small group process. And by that, I just... I want to be able to uh, offer some uh, guidance to the MKs, but allow them to process verbally mm -hmm. with others. And so just talk through what you're going through and realize, okay, this is, everyone's going through this. We're all, we're all at different stages of it. Uh, it'll kind of normalize the process for the MKs. So we want to get them in uh, a group together, small groups online, but we're going to do it all as one major Zoom call for all of Africa MKs, 
and we'll hopefully get as many as we can and then break up into small groups. And then we're going to do that region by region. Uh, and then the goal for that is to offer a weekly contact just to do it every week. Um, we're going to do an Africa zoom call every week through this process. And I, for it's multiple, number one, it'll help the kids process, but number two, it'll provide a social outlet for them too, to be able to talk with friends that maybe they want to talk to. And maybe it'll open the door for other, uh, other calls, uh, with uh, their friends. So, so they're not feeling so isolated, but it'll be a way to connect them with one another and with us. And then because we have leaders on every call at that point, if there are kids that need more support, then we can follow up with more support for those specific families. That's good. That's, so that's, good. that's the teenagers. Uh, we hope to do something similar with college. We'll do a one major zoom call and then we'll break up um, into small groups and just touch base with our college students and make sure that they're, they're doing okay as well. Um, so uh, what is today? Today's Monday, Wednesday morning. Uh, we're planning on having a session with a uh, counselor on uh, TCKI parents. We'll have an MK counselor come on and talk through how to counsel your kids through this process, younger kids in particular. Um, okay. Eliza Millsaps, Silky um, will be on. And um, she's already offered great counsel, but she's a professional counselor that we use regularly. And she'll just take questions, answer questions. Uh, but it'll be on a uh, FaceTime live on uh, in that Facebook group. So okay, and that's TC. TC. What what was the how do how would parents get in contact with that one, Chad? So that one is a secret group because we do have parents in sensitive countries. So that okay. one um, TCKI Parents is the name of it. Okay. But you're not going to find it if you search it. Uh, okay. They just need to message me. Okay. And as long as they're friends with someone in the group, they can be invited to the group and then okay. we can approve them. So, okay. Uh, the goal is to do that Wednesday morning. We're still working out details with uh, Eliza, but that's okay. the goal. Good deal. All right. I think that would be super valuable for parents. So, Chad, I've taken more of your time than I than I asked of. Would you mind praying for parents and praying for the MKs? And then uh, we'll close this out and we'll get it out. Sounds great. Thank you very much. Lord, thank you for your guidance. Thank you for your blessing on each family. Thank you for your protection, God, on our kids. And this morning, God, more than ever, we rely on you. And God, I do pray that that hope would fill each family, that the, the peace that comes from trusting you would fill each home today, and they would, uh, that our kids would see in us that peace and joy that comes from all of it. I pray your blessing on the family. I pray your your blessings on the kids as they walk through this. I pray that you would give us all divine insight and wisdom as the right words to say uh, to our kids and how to help our kids process this. Give us direction and guidance, Lord, I pray. I pray for your protection on our families, protection on all of our missionaries around the world. We do pray for our leadership and those that are fighting the virus right now. We pray for healing for them. Uh, quickly, Lord, we pray that you will touch their bodies and bring healing. Uh, God, we commit all these families to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we just want to thank Chad once again. Buona Chad, as my, our kids so affectionately call him, um, for taking the time to be with us today on the Clarity Podcast. Obviously, as we've went through the last week, it's been times of up and downs and changing uh, 
changing stories, changing information. I know in Madagascar we're we're now on um, a lockdown as we're we're sequestered here in Tana, and um, they're 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 beginning to to take things uh, a little more uh, stringently in the process. And uh, you know, during those times, as we we've shared all along, those if we we can get our eyes. Um, off of what uh, Jesus has done for us, it, these are the times that we can create the the panic and fear that come with one, knowing that we've, we're losing more autonomy. As the days go on, we're losing more of our autonomy, not being able to go to the store we want, not necessarily going the roads we want to go on. Um, at the same time, um, knowing that God loves us, He cares for us, and we can trust in Him. I just wanted to give an encouraging word. We, as Chad shared, what, what we're doing for our MKs in these emotionally turbulent times. Um, and the third culture kids and living um, as he shares, I've heard him share before that they're used to social distancing, but this is kind of taking it into a a different direction. Um, But I just want to share with you today, just an encouraging word from Psalms 27. Um, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him in His temple." And I think as we go through these turbulent times, these up and down times, these times that there seems to be more ambiguity than there is clarity, and the title of this podcast is Clarity in the Midst of Ambiguity and Life and Mission, um, we do, we can and we do look for, as God, as our stronghold in these times, holding fast, holding strong onto Him because He's immovable. Although this uh, virus seems to be moving, although the news report seems to be changing, m- the information that is coming out seems to be developing and, and evolving, we can hold on to Him because He is our stronghold in these times of trouble. As we move on through verse 5, For the day of trouble, He will keep me safe in His dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of His sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. We can trust in God that he is looking out for us. We can trust in God that he sees the future. We can trust in God that he really does know what's best for us in these times uh, of trial and in these times of storm. When my head will be, then my head will be exalted above my enemies who surround me. At his sacred tent, I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. And I just would like to encourage you once again to to have praise and worship in uh, music playing in your home. Have times of, of praise and worshiping God for what He has done and thanking Him for who He is and what He has done that we and that we can trust in Him. Hear my voice when I call, Lord. Be merciful for me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek His face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. I would just like to encourage you to think the many times that God has been your helper. In the days past, how has God helped you in the different uh, detours, the different times of your life, how God has helped you? And to remember those things, that He is a faithful God and that He is with us. Do not reject me or, or forsake, forsake me. And we do know that the Lord is not going to reject us and forsake us. Verse 10, though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. 
Teach me your ways, O Lord. Lead me in the straight path because of my oppressors. And I would encourage you in this time to ask that of God. God, teach me your ways. Teach me to draw closer to you. What can I learn about you? What can I learn about myself in this process to help me to draw closer to you in these times? Verse 12, do not turn me over to the desire of my foes, for false witnesses rise up against me, spouting malicious accusations. Remain, I remain confident in this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord, be strong, take heart, and wait for the Lord. I would just encourage you once again today to trust in Him. Trusting in God and being confident in His love and goodness are essential for the days that we're living in. They're, they're essential if we do not have those two things. If we're not confident in who He is, if we're not confident in His goodness, um, these can be very, very trying times. And during the past few days, we've we've seen people that, that have come close to despair. Maybe you have come um, close to despair. There's been days that I just, I think that I understand what's going on, and then I, and then I look at the news, or I, I have a few phone calls, and then I think, man, maybe, maybe I really don't know <laughs> what is going on. And it does get you to the point that, that maybe, maybe I, I do not know and almost to the point of despair. But we see with the psalmist, what does he, what does he say? What does David say? He says, he longs to, as we keep our eyes on God, we can have faith and hope in him and the despair will not overwhelm, overwhelm us. So I'd just like to encourage you with three quick things. One is this, in the midst of these troubling times, I would like to encourage you to wait on God. As our schedules have been cleared, as most of our schedules have been cleared, uh, we have less to do um, as far as our business or our work or whatever. I would encourage you to use this time to wait on God. And to grow in that each and every day, to wait on him to hear his voice is the noise and that the the noise that is so much at times deafening in our um, in our culture. A lot of that has been moved away as we're maybe in our home, maybe we're in a certain place and use these times to hear God's voice as he speaks to you. And I would be 100 percent sure that he will be a voice of comfort. He will be a voice of peace. He will be a, a voice of love and a voice of hope. And I would encourage you to take this time to um, wait on him and to hear what God is saying to you in these times. Number two is, is draw near to him. Draw near to him as I encourage through, through praise and worship. I, I talked about the one minute pause app and maybe you've used that. And maybe you've worked up to the 10 minute pause, which, which I love because at the 10 minute pause, it gives you an opportunity in there for time of, of praise and worship, a time of um asking for wisdom and guidance, different opportunities um, or healing in that, and using those times got to draw near to Him and to draw into Him and draw closer. I remember when we were in Burkina Faso and I had malaria and was struggling, and I remember a good friend, Etienne Zongo, he came up, he visited our home, and um, I was discouraged. I was at the close, pretty close to despair. And he said, Aaron, what I want you to know is at this time, you're like uh, an arrow in God's quiver. And he has you close to his heart. And use this time as you're near him. He can, you could strengthen. You can learn to hear the Father's heart, heartbeat as you're in this time. And so I would encourage you, wherever you're at, to draw near to him and hear his heartbeat. And hear that, that you are in his quiver. You're, you're close to his heart. You're there. And he, he's going to use you. That's, that's not a, I don't have that as a question. But in this time, don't, don't say I want to, because I, you know, Etienne was saying, hey, you want to be used, but God has you near his heart now. And use this time 
to hear his heartbeat and know the heartbeat of the Father. And um, I would just like to, to encourage you that, to, to take this time to draw near to him and to hear the Father's heartbeat. And then the last thing, the third thing would be just to remain steadfast through, through in this time through the Spirit that is living in you and in me realizing that the spirit god's spirit is living in us and what we we are have been transformed into his likeness and st- to stay steadfast in that when we see the things that are going on as we heard the psalmist the things that are going around us sometimes we can begin to despair but i would encourage you once again today to remain steadfast and if you feel like hey i, I i'm losing my hold i'm losing that i would encourage you to reach out to a friend a pastor a colleague someone that you trust um that will walk in this process with you is you hold on and you remain steadfast. We're not made to do this life alone. Uh, the, the beauty of the body of Christ is we're a community and um, God has put certain people in your life and in my life for us to, to help us when we begin to despair we can turn to him. As a kid, um, I remember when I was sick, my and my mom and, and my dad and my, my grandparents when they would come and they would hold me when I was sick and they would they would sing a song. And um, as I got older, and then we had Isabel and Josiah, and we got ourselves a rocking chair, I found myself in situations where um, I didn't have the answers, I didn't have the insight, I didn't have the logic, I couldn't figure it all out. As you're holding a sick child, if you're rocking a sick child, and you feel that helplessness knowing that there's nothing else I can do, the song that my mom and dad and my grandparents had sung to me came back to me. And I, I'm not a singer, and so I'm not going to sing it to you, but I did would like to just share the words of that song to you, uh, with you, and hope that it is an encouragement in these times where we can feel helpless. The song is an old hymn that we, we used to sing in church. It's, Jesus, 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 there's something about that name. Master, Savior, Jesus, like the fragrance after the rain. Jesus, 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 let all heaven and earth proclaim. Kings and kingdoms will all pass away, but there's something about that name. Kings and kingdoms will all pass away, but there's something about that name. The name of Jesus, as we speak it and as I speak it now, we feel his calming presence. We feel his love. We, we feel his, his presence amongst us. The name of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's just something about that name. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this podcast and the opportunity to be able to share across the miles. As now there's 35 to 35 different countries listening in. And Father, the one thing that bridges all of these countries and all these places is the name of Jesus. And so, Father, I pray for my brother, my sister, my uh, colleague, my friend, whoever is listening today. God, maybe they're at the point of despair. Maybe they're at a point of, of doubt. Father, I pray that that song that, um, that, I, that I shared today, Jesus, 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 there's just something about that name. That's what unites us. That's what brings us together. 
And Father, we thank you. Father, I pray for the parents today that have maybe begun to wonder. They have children that have not been able to go to graduation. Their, their plans have changed. Their education plans have changed. And now they have their kids are at home and they, they do not know what to do. They're in a country and maybe their kids are sick. And God, they're like me when I would hold Isabel and Josiah in my arms. And I did not know what else to say other than Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's something about that name. And I pray today, God, that they will feel your palpable presence. God, that they will feel your love. And in their times of despair, in their times of discouragement, in their times of, of wondering, God, that song will come back to them. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's something about that name. Master, Savior, Jesus, like the fragrance after the rain. We pray it all in that, in that name, the name of Jesus, the strong Son of God. Amen. Thank you.